0: This podcast is sponsored by Baby Bunting's huge stalk take sale on now. Save up to 25% off selected products store wide. Save big on selected car seats, breast pumps, prams, cots and more. Shop for sale today. End 30th of June. See babybunting.com.au for T's and C's.
1: to get pregnant, or you are pregnant, and you feel a little bit overwhelmed by all you need to know, then this is the right podcast for you. Welcome to the show, I'm Bridget Maloney.
0: And I'm obstetrician Dr. Patrick Maloney, and this is The Kick, your expert-led podcast that delivers the essentials of growing a baby. Make sure you head to our website, growmybaby.com.au, to get some awesome free tools like our Pregnancy Knowledge Checker to help you feel like you've got this.
1: Well, welcome everyone. You are listening to episode two, how to become an ovulation ninja. We cover a lot of information in this podcast, but don't worry, we've got you covered. Go to growmybaby.com.au forward slash podcast to get all the show notes and all the links we talk about. So after listening to this podcast, we promise you will know who needs to track their ovulation all the terms and acronyms about ovulation, because there's so many, Um, you'll know how to pick when you are ovulating, and importantly, who needs further investigation. And why do we do all this? Well, firstly, we do it to help bring calm to all your efforts, and secondly, to increase your chances of getting pregnant. So let's get started. Dr. Pat, it's been a very busy week, hasn't it?
0: It has, but a great week. Uh, one of my um, lovely patients had her third baby with us uh, yesterday, and they've called the third baby Patrick, so uh, I'm very, very pleased about
1: that. Oh, uh, how great. Are we claiming that? We are.: All oh, right. It could be just a family name, but let's claim it.. Claiming. <laughs> uh, so tell me, uh, we want to start on ovulation. Firstly, what is ovulation?
0: Okay, so uh, ovulation is one of the, the key things that um, we need to uh, have happening to, to grow a baby um, and it's something that if we look online at the forums, it's probably, you know, in my view, over complicated. Um, people can overthink it and really the principles of uh, making sure you're ovulating are able to be simplified and we're going to do that today. Ovulation refers very simply to the point in the cycle where the egg pops out.
1: Great. And, you know, because of those forums, we all get to read these crazy acronyms. um, And I think we need to explain that to our listeners. So let's start firstly with the acronym LMP.
0: Okay. So LMP is just last menstrual period. And uh, that's something that that, uh, you'll be thinking about if you're trying to look at ovulation. Um, And medically, we talk about the days of the cycle where day one is the first day of the period and uh, the last menstrual period is obviously just exactly that, the last menstrual period.
1: So does that correlate to the acronym CD?
0: Uh, Yeah, CD is cycle day. Okay. So cycle day one, cycle day two is CD one, CD two.
1: And to just uh, reiterate, CD one is the first day of your period.
0: Yep, the first day of bleeding.
1: First day of bleeding. Great. All right. And another acronym that we see quite a lot of is LH.
0: Yeah, LH is is a luteinizing hormone. And luteinizing hormone is a hormone that comes out of your brain, goes down the ovaries and tells the ovaries to make an egg. Um, and the relevance of luteinizing hormone is that it is that the luteinizing hormone will surge in your system about a day and a half before ovulation. So it's a really handy thing to measure because it predicts ovulation uh, will happen the next day. Right. Um, so those uh, ovulation predictor kits, they, tend, they test for LH in the saliva or the urine. Okay. Um, and it, you can use that to know that you're going to ovulate the next day.
1: Good, oh. Um You mentioned ovulation predictor kits, and I think their acronym is OPK. Is OPKs. That right? Yeah, we'll OPKs. Get on, we'll get onto those. All right. Um, now, what about CM?
0: CM is cervical mucus, and and, um, and that's uh, perhaps a little bit of an old-fashioned thing to do, but um, uh, there are a number of, of symptoms that a woman might get in the middle of the cycle around the time of ovulation. She might notice um, that the the vaginal mucus has become much runnier and thinner, or that there are other changes in her system, or she might get something called middle schmerz, a beautiful German Whoa, word. Oh,
1: middle, middle
0: schmerz. it means middle pain, and, and the, the middle pain is that brief, sharp pain on one side or other of the pelvis that some women get at the time of ovulation. Right. Some of these uh, uh, signs of ovulation um, are very clear in some women and not seen at all in others, which is where some of the uh, confusion can creep in.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, all the forums, there's reference to something called BBT charting. Um, there's even forum groups that are focused only on BBT.
0: Yeah, so BBT is that's basal body temperature. So that's taking your temperature each day throughout the cycle and working out where there's some mid-cycle variation in body temperature that can indicate the time of ovulation. And that's another one of those tests that you can do at home. Um, But um, it can be a little imprecise Mm -hmm. and uh, has probably been taken over by things like ovulation predictor kits, um, which are more scientific and precise.
1: And there's lots of things that can impact a woman's BBT, apparently.
0: Yeah, well, your body temperature will be different if you're sick or if you're, um, uh, if you've, um, you know, had a big night out um, of, um, you know, drinking.
1: Yeah, overindulging. Well, which we
0: probably shouldn't be doing if we're planning for a baby anyway. Yes. Um, but um, uh, that's the problem with it. Also, the variation in body temperature can be very subtle. Mm. So you need a very precise way of measuring that.
1: So those digital thermometers that go to like you know two decimal places. Sure. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, that you can do that that if you want to, but you don't have to. And, no. and we'll get on to talk about that today, I think, because yeah. there are lots of people who don't need to go to this yeah. Length.
1: level. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, speaking about who needs to go to a, a level, let's let's sort of focus on, well, what is a normal cycle then?
0: Yeah. I think for our purposes um, today, we should think of a normal cycle as being a cycle that's regular. And if your cycle is regular, you're very likely to be ovulating. Um, and whether that cycle is twenty two days long that is twenty two days from the first day of one period till the first day of the next period
1: Oh, the poor person
0: um well that, you know, that, <laughs> it might be normal uh,
1: yeah that 's normal, but you know who wants their period every twenty two days
0: no that 's right but 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 if that 's um if that 's a, a the, the woman 's normal off the pill cycle then that 's probably an ovulatory cycle if there 's a uh, if it 's always twenty two days long. And similar, the woman whose period's 34 days long, but is always 34 days long, uh, not the period, the cycle, um, if her whole cycle is always 34 days long and that's a very regular, predictable bleed, then that's probably an ovulatory cycle as well. Right. So uh, most women have a normal cycle, a regular cycle. A regular. You know, yeah. it's
1: about the how we term it, isn't it, then? So, you know, people all of the um, readings that we do is that the normal cycle is 28 days. But, you know, that's that's really not that person's... It's normal to that person, isn't yes, it? Yes, of
0: course. That, so the 28-day cycle is the textbook. Textbook, yeah. Um, a 28-day cycle with ovulation on day 14. But we might have a woman with a perfectly regular 31-day cycle with regular ovulation about day 16 or day 17. Um, and uh, that's normal too.
1: Right. And of Of the cycle, how many days in that cycle is that woman fertile?
0: Um, So there's a fertile window, as it's referred to, um, and that goes from a couple of days before ovulation until a couple of days after ovulation, okay? Um, And we'll try and keep it simple. If you had that textbook 28-day cycle and uh, an ovulated spot on day 14, then the fertile time is thought to be from day 11 until day 17 so three days before and three days after right okay and that well and truly covers the time that you can get pregnant so within that six day window um we want that couple to be having sex at least every second day
1: right so day 11 13 15 17 sure yeah yeah that sounds very organized and planned i hope that all works out yeah um All right. Well, so, you know, I've always thought of a long period as an irregular period, but that's not it at all, is it? It, So what is an irregular cycle?
0: So an irregular cycle is just exactly that. It's not the same number of um, days long um, each each cycle. Um, And that calls into question exactly when the ovulation might be happening. Right. Um... And these are the people, of course, that that we're most interested in because the the people who have a regular cycle and know when they're ovulating, a woman with a regular cycle who was curious about whether she was definitely ovulating or not could, could buy an ovulation predictor kit and do it once or twice. Yeah. She might have a 28-day cycle. She says, fine, I'm probably ovulating on day 14. Let's start doing some luteinizing hormone LH surge testing in my urine from day 10, 11, 12, 13. It's going to come positive on one of those days. Mm. And then she can say, fine, I'm going to ovulate the day after that. And if she's established once, twice tops that that's happening, then she doesn't need to keep testing. She'll know exactly when that day is because her cycle's regular and ovulation's always happening on the same day. But the woman with an irregular um, cycle, we want to start doing some testing on that woman because there's two possibilities. One is that she's not ovulating at all and won't get pregnant until we fix that. Or secondly, she might be ovulating, but on an unpredictable day Mm. each month. And she'll use the LH testing to anticipate the ovulation from a, a day, a day and a half out, and make sure that, that she's together with her partner um, when the, the stick turns positive.
1: Yeah. So just to clarify again, the a um, regular cycle, so somebody might have a 25-day cycle, and then the next cycle might be 35 days. Exactly. Right. Okay. Good. All right. So um, what am I actually looking for? To see if I'm ovulating.
0: So the the typical situation in one, in which someone might be doing this is that they've uh, they've been on the pill or some other form of contraception and they decide they want to have a baby. So they stop the contraception. Let's take the pill for example. Uh, the pill works by stopping you ovulating, so there's no point looking for ovulation. Yeah. Wh- wh- <laughs> while you're on the pill, right? <laughs> so you stop the pill and then you see what the cycle looks like when you're not on the pill. And for that, most women will return to whatever cycle they had before they started the pill in the first place. Uh,
1: just on a point in that, how long would it take a woman to return to a normal cycle after stopping the pill?
0: Yeah, it, it, well, it can be straight away, Yeah, which is why you can get pregnant if you miss one pill. Yeah right. Because some people's system is good to go, and the minute the pill is missed,
1: there goes beauty. We're on. There yeah. goes an
0: egg. Um, and for most people, it's really quick, like one cycle. But it can be it can be several cycles in other women. Yeah. And some of the other other contraceptive options, it can be much longer to the return of uh, of. Um, Normal ovulation and normal fertility after the contraceptive contraceptive is stopped.
1: What's that, what are we talking there? Like an IUD or
0: no? The IUD is the best because yeah. you take the IUD out and you're good to go. Right. There's nothing left in your body, and the worst is the three month I- depot injection. Oh yeah. Because absorption of that depot injection from the muscle in your arm is variable, and once it's in there, you can't get it back.
1: Mm, I've heard you talk about Depo a lot. It's not your f- favourite, is it?
0: Well, it's not, it's not my favourite for a different reason. That's because it causes the most weight gain. Okay. So we, women often don't like it. Mm. Some women love it. Yeah. They, they don't get weight gain and they're perfectly happy. But I have to say I rarely recommend it. Uh, the, the other problem is the unpredictable return to normal fertility. Mm. So if you have your three-month injection in January... You'd like to think you were good to go in April if you want to be, but it might be much longer. Yeah. So if you've got a couple who say we want to get pregnant later this year, then a shot of Depo early in the year might not be the best contraceptive advice they could be given. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we've we've removed all our contraception. We want to get pregnant. What what do I start tracking or what do I look at first?
0: Yeah. Sure. So so the first thing we need to do is have a little think about what the cycle was like before we, before we ever went on the pill. And the woman will know that. She'll say, oh, yeah, I used to be spot on regular 28 days um, or, or I didn't. Um, and uh, when the pill's taken away, because remember when you're on the pill, you get the nice pill period, which comes when the pill packet says it's going to. Um, and so you take that away and see what, what what natural cycle that you've got. And that's a simple matter of charting that on an old-fashioned calendar with a with a pen. Yep. Uh, day one... The day one of your cycle is the first day of bleeding. So whatever day that falls on you, mark that on the calendar. Put a little red cross or spot on the other bleeding days and see how that month goes. When the next period comes, that's the new day one. And you just put that on the calendar as well. Count from one day one to the next day one, and that's the cycle length. Yeah. And then do that for two or three months and see whether the cycle lengths are are the same.
1: Yeah. And... You know, there, there's something for everything, isn't there? So we know that there's some fertility apps out there that can take over the role of the pen and the paper. Um, what do you think about those?
0: Yeah, the, app, the apps are great. Um, but basically, it's just a uh, an on-screen version of the same thing. That's That's most of what they do. What the apps do, which is really nice, though, is that you can enter the days that you're menstruating and it will put them automatically on the calendar on your phone and it will highlight... The fertile time in the middle of the cycle based on based on those dates. And that's really that's nice. That that's automatically you don't think about there they are, those dates are highlighted and you can you can uh,
1: Can you send a calendar notification to your partner to come home? That's what that's (laughs) what they're for.
0: So uh, it's so that's about that's about making it easy and you just look at those dates and cancel all other appointments and make sure you're together together, for sex on those nights.
1: And, and we know that our patients are using a couple of the different types of apps. So uh, we've got a few on Fertility Friend. Um, the other is the Period Tracker. There's new apps coming all the time, and the best is getting feedback from people. So if you are using a Period Tracker or a Fertility Tracker, we'd love to hear your feedback so just drop us a dm on um our instagram feed which is at grow my baby or our facebook uh grow my baby site we'd, we would uh, love to add that to our list all right so we've got to the point where we are tracking our fertility through an app um, but really is there a better way for looking at our fertility
0: well it- it depends what's going on. If we're tracking the fertility on the app and we've got a nice normal cycle and we and we think that uh, and, and we understand that we're ovulating in the middle of the cycle and maybe if we're super curious we've got an ovulation predicted kit and proved that then you don't actually need to do anything else. Just keep trying. And, um, and you keep trying until you're pregnant or until you reach the kind of cut off times that we're worried about a couple not getting pregnant and we'll get onto that a bit later on. Um, so the people that we really need to hear from at this stage are women, um, who've got a distinctly irregular cycle, um, or, and, and they say, okay, well, I'll get an ovulation predictor kit and it's, it never turns positive. Okay. Or it turns positive, but they're still not convinced of ovulation, um, and, or it turns positive and they think they probably are ovulating but they're still not getting not pregnant. pregnant. Yeah.
1: Can we talk a little bit about these ovulation prediction kits or the OPKs? Because it seems to be, uh, for many women, the first port of call. So what are they? What do they do?
0: Well, these are the ones that predict that LH surge yep. um, and you can do it off urine or saliva, some of them. Um, and they, they tell you that you're going... That the LH surge has happened. And unfortunately, that's, that's all they tell you. So remember, we don't get pregnant from an LH surge, we get pregnant from ovulation. And um, so they don't actually tell you that you have ovulated or that you are necessarily going to. It tells you that the conditions are right and the hormonal surge from your brain has set ovulation in train. So it's important to know the difference between that and theoretically you could have someone who was constantly getting a uh, a predictable LH surge in their cycle, but not actually ovulate.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, So what is your biggest advice then about OPKs?
0: Um, I think people should use them with caution. I think they're really great to, and, and easy to use yourself if you've if you if you are trying to confirm ovulation mm. within a cycle where you think you probably are, okay, a regular cycle, and um, and and that's that's fine. Get a nice cheap one through the pharmacy or on, or online. There's no yes.
1: Apparently you can pick them up at, on eBay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to. Well, uh, that, that, you don't need a, a fancy one. They they work the same. Um, and so um, you you can certainly use that to confirm ovulation, and you can do this yourself. You don't need to do this through your local doc um, or through a specialist obstetrician gynecologist. But using them um, to track down ovulation within an irregular cycle or using them to monitor treatment in infertility is more complex. It needs to be done as with some clear instructions as um under the supervision of your doc,
1: yeah and just a a note on when you are doing yourself every opk is different it has different instructions so uh, women have to be aware that they need to read those instructions just to make sure they know how that one that particular one
0: works very carefully
1: very Very carefully all right. So, you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've got all my ducks in a row and um, I feel like I, I know when I'm ovulating and I've um, got my partner at hand when needed. Uh, but, you know, I'm not getting pregnant. So how long should I wait until I go and seek some help?
0: You're listening to The Kick with Dr. Pat and Bridget.
1: Listen up everyone, it's Baby Bunting's huge stalk take sale. I love it how they call it a stork take. And it's on now. Get up to 40% off car seats. Great savings on Huggies Nappies. Get up to 25% off selected baby wear. Up to 25% off selected ergo pouch cocoons, sleep bags and sleep suits. And save big on selected cots, prams and so much more. Shop the sale today in store or online the sale ends Sunday the 30th of June. Go to babybunting.com.au to check out all the goodies on sale and for their T's and C's.
0: Bye, Baby Bunting. Sure, excellent question. So this is, um, uh, there's an old an old saying that you should try for a year um, and if you're not pregnant after a year, you should go to your doctor for some for some help. And that's still true. But it absolutely does not apply to people in certain groups. For example, if the woman has an irregular or very painful period, if there's a question about male fertility, if you're older. And so we need to know. So that, what's older? Well, the old try for a year. That's a that's a couple where the man has no health problems that could affect semen quality. Where the woman is making a has a regular cycle with not a great deal of period pain, and in particular where the woman's under thirty five and the man's under fifty. Okay. So that's a smaller group than than, than we think. Than yeah. we think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so if you're outside that group, then um, it's six months tops. And in fact, people outside that group, um, uh, in particular, if there's an irregular cycle. That could be an ovulation, not ovulating. Um, they need some help upfront.
1: Up front, yeah. Even, so,
0: even the six months could be a, wa- yeah, a waste. A waste of time. Yeah. So,
1: particularly if they're like so many of our patients, you know, they come in and the average age is what we've worked out to be about 32, 33. Yeah, absolutely. This is
0: yeah. at, at age at first baby. First
1: baby, yeah. yeah. So, um, if they don't really have that six months to muck around.
0: No, when we see people, they're good to go. Yeah, good, so, yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, typically as a specialist uh, gynecologist, I'll be referred people who've gone to their GP because it's taking too long. And then they get to me and they really are good to go. Yeah. Um, they they want to be pregnant now. Um, and um, and so we, we we get on with the appropriate investigations and, and treatment if treatment is necessary. Um, but um, uh, it'd be... I wish people knew a little more about what a normal cycle was Mm -hmm. because if you don't have a normal cycle, you want to be seeing your local doctor discuss that before you start trying.
1: Yeah. So I'm hearing all the different things that, you know, well, basically we could, if you have a normal cycle, then you just have to monitor maybe the first one or two to sort of nail when it is that you're ovulating. But if, if you need more sort of equipment, if you like... This pre-pregnancy phase, it's starting to add up a little bit. So an OPK is is about uh, thirty dollars, upwards of thirty dollars a month. Um, I saw the other day that there's a digital base that you can buy for like two hundred and thirty dollars, um, and then we'll want you to be taking your prenatal vitamins. Um, you'll be testing probably every month for pregnancy, so you've got your pregnancy testing kit. <laughs> Um, and because, you know, if you're listening to us, we'll be wanting you to go off and have some pre-screening. Uh, uh, so that's, you know, that's also quite a lot of money. So Absolutely. where where is my best bang for my buck?
0: Yeah, if you need to be doing ovulation um, uh, testing with a uh, an ovulation um, predicting kit, ch- get a cheap one. Okay. Okay. They're fine. It's like a cheap pregnancy test. It's, it's a yes or no situation, and they should be. Uh, it should be. Uh, there should be no particular advantage to getting a, a bigger, fancier one. Okay. Especially if all you're trying to do is prove that you are ovulating within a regular cycle.
1: Right.
0: Um, the um, uh, the prenatal vitamins are, are critical, and um, we don't want to. Sk- skimp on those. So it doesn't have to be the market leader, but, uh, uh, but it does need to be a multivitamin that's, that's designed for women trying for pregnancy. Mm. Only that one will have the right amount of folate in it.
1: Yep. And generic pregnancy testing's fine. Fine. Oh, great. All right. So we've got to that point where, you know, somebody's come to see you as a specialist obstetrician gynecologist. What's the first thing that you do for that person?
0: Uh, they've come to see me because they're not getting pregnant in the time frame that they want to. Um, so um, at that point, we're going to undertake a pretty comprehensive assessment of what's going on. And I like to reduce this down to, to some pretty simple concepts. Um, and I, I'm saying this all day every day to make a baby you need sperm, you need an egg and you need a safe place for the sperm and the egg to get together inside the woman. Uh, so um, by this stage, by the time people are getting to me, we're 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 doing a, a semen analysis. Um, so to make sure that that is normal, and that's easy. If you, you get a semen analysis, that's normal. That that that's all we need to know. Uh, there are obviously abnormalities of semen analysis, and they can be treated. But for today's purposes, let's just um, let's just assume that that's fine. Uh, then we take a history from the female partner, do an examination and so forth, and try and work out what might be going on. But let's say that the chief problem is that the woman isn't ovulating. And this is a pretty common thing with conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome and women who aren't ovulating because they're significantly underweight or overweight. So if if the woman's not ovulating... And we've addressed lifestyle factors and we got to the point where we need treatment. Then the treatment is something called ovulation induction, which is uh, tablets given to the woman in the early part of the cycle to help the ovaries get their act together, pick an egg, mature it, and pop it out in the middle of the cycle.
1: Great. And so what's that medication called?
0: Oh, there's a few different ones. Uh, A drug called clomiphene has been in use for, for many years. That's clomid. And more recently, the use of, a, of a, another drug called Letrazole. They both work well to to get um, to get uh, women ovulating. And uh, this this is a process that's that, that's often done mostly by a specialist obstetrician gynaecologists, but not always not always through fertility clinics. Um, it's not IVF. This is just using some drugs in the early part of the cycle um, to help the ovaries make an egg. Doing an ultrasound on about day twelve to make sure that we haven't overdone it and caused twins or triplets. Oh, yep. Because if it's twins or triplets, you can you can see two or three egg follicles, egg sacs come up on the ovaries, and we know to cancel the rest of that cycle and give the woman less of the drug next next month. Yeah. And if we see nothing on day twelve on the ultrasound, she probably needs more of the drug next month. So it's a uh, it's a little bit of uh, trial and error to get the dose right. And then if we can get the woman reliably ovulating. On ovulation induction, then that'll fix the problem if that's all there was, and the couple should be pregnant soon.
1: And just something that I've been reading about what is Provera?
0: Provera is um, progesterone. Oh, yep. Um, so uh, in, a, in tablet form, and we might use that. Well, we use that in gynecology for lots of different reasons.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. It just seems like there's some women that are choosing to maybe self administer Provera. Is that right?
0: Um, I think that uh, um, that by the time we've got to this point, or even close to this point, then people should be under good medical care um, through a, through a, um, a a clinic that uh, is expert in in this sort of treatment, and um, the the DIY part of it is over by this point.
1: Yep. Good. All right. So you know when when we're sort of thinking about people that are trying to get pregnant. It can become incredibly complex and, um, and trying to conceive is, is uh, confusing as well as a time for you know, anxiety for some women. Um, the forums, we're going to go back there because I just have found this fabulous forum where you think, well, my goodness, what are they talking about? So I just want to read out one of the examples. Um, AF due today, back to CD1. I track my BBT, CM, cervical height and openness, OPKs, Pregmate bulk combo box with HCG tests. I cycle about 23 24 days with an LP of 11 12 days, HEDD 1201. Now, I'm going to add my own acronym to that. Uh, WTF? Yeah. Like, I, what
0: does that all mean? I have no idea what any of that, what most of that means. And I think this is one of the problems with the forums, isn't it, is that they can go down rabbit holes. Mm. Uh, people can post complex, uh, they're complex reproductive problems. And it's it's not the place, I don't, I don't think it's not, it's not the place for um, most couples to get um, reliable information about what they should do. Be looking for, especially if they're coming from a, a base of normality.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that gets overlooked all the time. You know, four out of five couples are pregnant within twelve months of having well timed sex, so that's that's pretty much what normal is. But those forums are really for people that are having trouble getting pregnant. So, you know, it's it's best for your own calm to just avoid them.
0: I think I think that's absolutely um, true. And I think we should we should stick to basics. And when it comes to ovulation, the key is cycle regularity.
1: Yeah. All right. So, you know, I want everyone to know that our uh, next podcast covers off on a super important test to have before you become pregnant so um, why don't you if you've loved this podcast please jump on to itunes and subscribe and that will give you the next episode as it hits Um, tell a friend we want to help as many people as possible uh, to have this really sort of essential paired back pregnancy information so we want everybody to have the chance of having a pregnancy that rocks goodbye everybody
0: bye bye